It's Kent with the Membership Track Podcast, and uh, today we're going to be covering I Will Not Let My Church Be About My Preferences and Desires. My hope is that by the end of this, you will see a totally different way of thinking about your own church membership, and it'll make a difference uh, not just for you, but for generations to come in your family. What's up, and welcome to the Harmony Christian Church Membership Track Podcast, where you learn to take your relationship deep with God and take your next step into becoming a functioning member of the body of Christ as we advance the kingdom by living for God and loving people. So let's jump into it. Now, I think the problem for most of us is that when we come to the idea of church with an American mindset, the way we come to it is we'll use this word. We'll say, I am church shopping. Have you ever said that before? Maybe you were looking for a church. You were thinking about finding a new church and you thought, I'm going to, we're going to go shopping for a church. That is the American, that is the American consumerist model of how we do just about everything. We shop for things, but The problem with it is that when we go out church shopping, what we're really looking for is a church that fits us. And here's where the problem comes in, is that you've already learned that being a part of the body of Christ, being a member at a church is a big deal because it means that you are a part of the body of Christ. You're a finger, you're a big toe, you're an eyeball, whatever. You have a function that you perform that you matter in the body. And when you're looking for a church that only fits you, the problem is this. You're not looking for a church that you can fit in and make a difference in. Did you hear me in that? When you're looking for a church only that fits you, you're not looking for the way that you can make a difference in that church. From the beginning, the whole thing has been about us. So what if you let this be a moment that you shift your thought to how you can let the church become uh, about what God is up to instead of what you need? See, God is always trying to reach more people. God is always going after the lost sheep. Remember Jesus telling that story about 99 or, or, or he's got 99 sheep, one, one's lost. He goes after the lost one. He leaves the 99 to go find the lost one and bring it back. And there's all this rejoicing. Jesus saw this over and over again with his disciples. At, at one point, and they came, uh, they, came, the, they came to him wanting to know who got to sit shotgun with him in the kingdom. He, 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 they come to him and they're like, hey, I, I want to know, I, can I sit on the left side? Can I sit on the right side when you're in the kingdom? And Jesus very clearly told them this. He told them that his kingdom would be different. He said, uh, he said that the rulers of the Gentiles, they lorded over them. The, the people who rule in all these other places, the way they rule is with this iron fist. And then Jesus said, not so with you. He said, you're to be a servant leader. See, being in the kingdom uh, has always been about coming to it with a serving mindset. It's not about me first. It's about we first and giving your life away like Jesus did in his love. Uh, Tom Rainer, um, who wrote a really fantastic book, we're going to hopefully get this to you if you want a copy of it. It's called I Am a Church Member um, that actually this whole membership track podcast is based on. Tom Rainer did a survey with churches that were in, inwardly focused, meaning that they were focused focused only on themselves. They didn't care about reaching other people. And these were the preferences. I want you to listen to the results. These were the preferences that these churches had. So number one, uh, they, they, were, they were full of worship wars. People wanted to worship like they wanted to worship. It had to be exactly the, the songs that they wanted to sing. And so there were, these churches would be embattled with worship wars. Uh, it's kind of a churchy way of saying they were fighting over music. Um, two, the second one was this. They had prolonged minutiae in meetings. <laughs> they spent, what this means is they spent 
tons of times going over insignificant details and not doing anything about the great commission to make disciples. Can you even imagine? We are tasked by Jesus to go out and save the world. And there are churches that are arguing over the colors of carpet. They're arguing over the colors of paint on walls. Maybe you've even seen a church like that. And I'm not here to try to denigrate those. What I am saying is this becomes an inward focus on a church when all they can think about is the minutia. Uh, Number three, a facility focus. They were so constantly worried about their facilities and making sure nothing was ever hurt, uh, that the walls and the carpet and the furniture, that that youth group kids couldn't go and play ball and do things. And and they were so worried about that, that that it took precedent over the ministry. Number four, they were program-driven. Uh, programs are really an amazing thing. They're a fine thing. They're a good thing. But they're not the goal. People progressing towards Jesus is the goal. And these churches hung on to programs that weren't making any grounds towards that end. Number five, they were inwardly focused budgets. Most of their budget was spent on making members feel comfortable, not reaching the lost outside of their doors. Number six, they were inordinate demands for the pastoral for pastoral care. Uh, everyone expected the pastor to be there for everything, and they were disappointed when he wasn't. Um, actually, at Harmony, we we believe that you are the pastor on site. Like you're the one. If you're if your coworkers are getting sick or there's some accident or you have somebody in your small group who who had a baby or whatever it is, we believe you're the pastor on site. And and as a church, we have members who are constantly pastoring. Uh, they're there for one another. It's actually usually a bad sign if I show up because it probably means things uh, have gotten really bad. Um, but these churches that were inly, inwardly focused, that an inordinate demand on pastoral care. The pastor had to be at their house all the time. They had to uh, have him there for every little thing that they had going on. Number seven, they had attitudes of entitlement. People demanding to have a sense of special treatment. Um, I worked in a church once where an elder son and this new kid uh, who had just started coming to youth group, they got in a fight after youth group one night, like they were out in the parking lot just pummeling each other. Uh, And so I I remember getting called into an elders meeting. I was the youth pastor at the time. And they wanted, they, at the end of the elders meeting, they wanted me to tell the kid who was newer to church that he wasn't allowed back to church and that the elders kid wouldn't have any consequences for getting in a fight. And what I knew was both of the kids were responsible. And so I told them I was okay having some discipline with this newer kid, but I was not okay with not having the same kind of discipline for the kid who was a member at the church. See, uh, in these kind of churches that are inwardly focused, there is this attitude of entitlement, like they are a member of a country club and they get special favor that other people don't. We at Harmony, we don't favor people and we're not entitled to anything. We actually believe that we owe a debt of love to others. Uh, Number eight for these churches, there's a greater concern about change than the gospel. What I mean is that people are upset and worried when things change. They're afraid of change. Uh, Instead of actively stopping to think, how do we, how could we make a difference in other people's lives? Um, I love harmony because at, at our church, it seems like people almost say like, bring it on when there's change. And, and I've heard people say things like this. They'll say things like, I'm not sure I really like it, but I really like being a part of a church that would try it. And maybe you've even experienced that. Maybe there's been some things that we've tried that you thought, ah, I don't know that that's for me, but I love that we're the kind of church that would try doing that to reach 
one more person who doesn't know Jesus. And that is such a huge mind shift from being a part of a church that's super concerned all the time with change and doesn't like change, and they're never actually doing anything, anything to advance the gospel. Uh, Number nine. Anger and hostility. There is, uh, I actually know of a church that the board members got into a fist fight over arguing over these kinds of things. And so they're, they're in these churches, oftentimes members get, uh, get angry. They express hostility and words and actions towards staff, leadership, and other members. It's just devastating to the unity of the church. And the 10th one is this evangelistic apathy. Uh, these There are very few people in their churches that are sharing their faith. They're more concerned with getting their own needs met than the eternal impact they could have. Uh, what is the major theme of all these uh, 10 things you might be asking? You're probably not asking that. <laughs> But here's what they are. Here's what the major theme is. In these kind of churches that are inwardly focused, the major theme is this. It's threefold. It's I, me, and myself. All of those, all of those are about I, me, and myself. Jesus offers a different way. Um, Philippians 2, 5 through 11, uh, Paul says this. He says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. And I want you to listen to this. This is what he says. He says, who being in very nature God, Jesus was God. He, he was God scrunched into a human body. And this is what Paul says about him. He did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Did you hear that? Jesus didn't think that just because he was God, that he should use it to his own advantage. Listen, verse 7, he says, Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Did you hear what Jesus Jesus, who was God, very nature God, didn't consider equality with God something to be used to his advantage. What did he make himself? He made himself nothing. It's crazy to me to think that if Jesus wasn't willing to make it all about himself, that I should make it all about myself. Listen, being a church member is, is not about, it, I will not let my church be about my preferences and desires. I will, I will make it all about Jesus. I will, I will make it all about seeing more and more people come to know Jesus. Good night. If that doesn't get you pumped to see lost people turning to Jesus, to see Jesus walking back with one more sheep on his shoulder, man, maybe you should find a different church because that's what we're after. I am so thankful that you're taking these membership track podcasts. I hope you don't find a different church. I hope that you continue to join us. You continue to grow in your faith. I hope that these things are challenging you. I would encourage you jump into the scripture, get into this stuff, start studying what it means. Look at the life of the early church. Read the book of Acts. Take your time with this because it matters. You are the most, you carrying the gospel is the most important thing in this world. It is the most important thing you will do 
in your life. We are a church that wants to advance the kingdom, and we're doing that by living for God and we're loving people. Man, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Be sure to tune in next week. We're going to talk about, I will pray for my church leaders. This is one of the most humbling topics for me uh, because it is it directly affects me, but it is so vital. And I want to share with you just my own heart of what it means to have people praying for church leaders. Hey, thank you for joining in on the Membership Track, Track Podcast. We'll catch you next time. If you haven't gotten subscribed to our weekly message podcast, be sure to check it out by visiting harmonychurch.cc slash podcast. We think you'll find it encouraging and life-giving. If you are not supporting the ministry of Harmony financially, we'd love to have you prayerfully consider taking the step to start giving regularly so we can continue to reach more people with the message of Jesus. You can do so by visiting harmonychurch.cc slash give or texting any amount to 859-459-0316. That's 859-459-0316. Just text any amount to that number and you can give automatically via text message. We know every life has changed because of people like you who've made a commitment to help advance the kingdom. Until next time, keep living for God and loving people.